Welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> we made it. Today, we are talking all about advice giving, which is a topic that we need to cover as people who love to give unsolicited advice. <laughs> yes, when we were going over topics, Lydia and I were like, hmm, what could we cover next? And I was like, I think we need to cover the topic of am I giving too much advice? Because the answer is yes. It'll always be the yes. Answer is and sorry about probably it. Probably yes. Yeah. I'm like, no one asked for my opinion, but I'm gonna give it anyways. <laughs> it is so hard. But you know what's funny? When I was thinking about like recording this today like what I was gonna say and whatnot I was like well but can I really think back I mean okay with one friend I can absolutely think back to many many times where I gave advice that she did not want but with my other friends I'm like but have I like I wonder if it's I think it's so like inherent in us that we think we're helping that we don't even recognize it you know no I actually think that is true I do think and we can talk about this but I do think that my stance on advice giving has changed a lot and I think that's just come from me trying to distance myself a little bit from the choices Mm -hmm. that my friends make whereas I used to feel like oh my god I see a situation that I think is not good I say something to protect my friend but sometimes I think it's knowing like where the boundary should be and when you're overstepping and advice is maybe not necessary or going to be well received and I think that that's something at least for me that just came with a little bit more age and maturity but back in college I'd be like I hate your boyfriend <laughs> like no one asked me <laughs> you're like but I thought you should know <laughs> I was like I just think you need to know he's a piece of trash and people would be like never talking to you again <laughs> I think that's so true, though. It's like we look at our friends and we care so much about them that it's like, why wouldn't you want my advice? Like, I'm your, like, yeah. eyes on the outside giving you a different perspective. But I remember one time someone told me, like, just so you know, like, you're operating with maybe, like, one-fourth of the story. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know everything because <laughs> yeah. I don't tell you everything. So, like, why would you give me advice acting like you know everything? And I'm like, great point. <laughs> Thank you. Like, great point. To be honest, hadn't thought about it because I I was under the assumption that I knew 100% of everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, but I can fill in the pieces. And they're like, (laughs) the way you're inferring this is incorrect. I'm like, oh, maybe to you, but not to me. (laughs) You're like, I see that now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, this kind of parlays perfectly into my research for the week because I thought this was funny and I feel like Lydia you will (laughs) enjoy this so I'm so excited (laughs) so Dr. Art Markman great name love the name Art he basically did a bunch of studies analyzing the motivations for rampant advice givers which wow which I I feel like we fall under the category of (laughs) rampant advice givers and that is the best description I've ever heard like rampant is a great descriptor that we should use more yes 
absolutely. <laughs> we, starting today, we're using that word more. So rampant advice givers, that's us. But essentially, what this research uncovered is that giving advice to others increases the feeling that you have power. So that's why when you give advice, you want to feel powerful or you feel like sometimes you're like better than another person, which I feel like, oh, so unfortunate, but so true, right? Like it, it gives you like that mini yeah. moment of like, oh. I'm not the only one who has, like, some part of my life that's, like, messed up that I need to get a handle of. Like, I'm going to focus on this other person and their problems that they truly can't see, you know? I feel like for me, when I give advice as someone who gives strategic advice for a job, too, I'm always like, (laughs) well, obviously you do it this way, and if you didn't, then clearly you're stupid. Like, I always am like, well, obviously, like, it's crystal clear to me that this is the big picture story and, like... This is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's part of it too. You're like, well, obviously I'm, I see the big picture. I get what you don't see here. And that's why you're coming to me. That's actually so funny that you say that because <laughs> I got told at work that I say obviously too often. And they were like, Lulu, this isn't obvious. Too. They're like, <laughs> no, Steven says that too. He's like, you say obviously all the time. He's like, well, I didn't think it was obvious. And I was like, wow. Well, obvious to me yeah (laughs) and that's why you hired me (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like it's because we have these like bigger personalities and I also feel like you and I just we're pretty decisive people like we're just like okay Mm -hmm. like that's the way it is like that's I'm moving that way you know like it is what it is forward with the plan like this is the plan we're gonna like execute on the plan exactly exactly (laughs) but I feel like we also see things and we're just like well duh you know like what is the other way to do it because we're so confident in like whatever we're doing yeah well I'm like someone's got to be confident and take the reins here (laughs) might as well be me I guess (laughs) and it's like I always have an opinion about everything so you know if you don't have one move over because I do I know. I'm working on an event right now. This is a total sidebar for work. And someone was trying to be like, oh, I'll order the flowers. I'm like, no, that's okay. You can loop me in directly with the vendor. (laughs) I don't trust you. (laughs) You're like, are you going to use carnations? Because if it's a yes, then that's a no. (laughs) She sent me some pictures and I was just like, yeah, this is going to be a hard no for me. I don't think this is like the aesthetic that we're trying to go for. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in my research, the other thing that I thought was fun is, Lydia, what is your Myers-Briggs, if you remember? I'm so glad you asked, because I'm actually really proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an INFJ. (laughs) What is that one? Do you remember? I think it's, I'll have to look it up. What's but I know it's, like, the rarest one. Oh, you're fancy. I think, well, I don't know if that's true because I actually weirdly know a lot of INFJs, and I don't know if that's because INFJs just, like, attract INFJs or mm-hmm. if they're liars and there's more. I think it's supposed to be there's, like, 3% or something, but it's you're the advocate. Oh, that's the archetype. Mm-hmm. That tracks. What what are you? I'm a virtuoso. <laughs> Ooh, that's a more fun word. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it makes me feel very like fancy. You know, I'm like, wow. like and this is why I'm qualified to give advice <laughs> as the virtuoso. <laughs> exactly. Well, what I thought was interesting about this is that apparently 
NTJs love to give unsolicited advice (laughs) because part of like what they do is they like to solve problems. So when they hear Mm -hmm. people's issues, they're like, oh, I got the solution. Like, here you go. You know, but you know, people don't like that really. So lucky for us, we might have a lot of advice to give, but we are not NTJs. We could have more apparently. We could have more advice to give. Mm-hmm. We could be more rampant in our advice giving. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, if you are an NTJ and listening to this and feel like this applies to you, can you please DM us? Because I'd be very curious to talk about this. I know. We, we need like some case studies. Yes, exactly. I don't know if I know that many NTJs. Well, actually, maybe I do. I think my mom is... Hi, mom. I think you're an NTJ. (laughs) Wait, that tracks. (laughs) That tracks. That tracks. Oh, my goodness. I'll have to look. Yeah, it's funny. I think outside of you, a lot of my friends are all the same Myers-Briggs personalities, which is just uncanny to me. (laughs) Wait, what is everybody? Like, what are most of your friends? I feel like maybe they're all ENTJs. The commander interesting that definitely tracks you're like that tracks with my friend group and then you're the virtuoso guiding them (laughs) I think they're either that or the executive which is ESTJ I don't think I've ever met an ESTJ oh really maybe I have and I just didn't know it yeah I mean I think these personality things are so funny because it really illuminates like what kind of person you like because I feel like a lot of people will find trends and like oh like all of the people in my life are like one of like three of these personalities you know it's funny it is interesting because like I know that in my like immediate family like my sister my dad and my mom we all have the same like it they're all kind of like amalgamations of each other. Oh, interesting. I think my dad, I think my dad's an Ian. Actually, yeah, I think he's an ENTJ. <laughs> my sister's like an INTJ. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom's like an ENFJ or something. Like, it's like everything's okay. just off by like one letter. So they're all kind of similar in the way that they communicate, which I think makes sense. But there's just like little differences that kind of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. That is interesting. I feel like when I did it with my family, all of us were like opposite ends of the spectrum, which I was like, that also sucks for us. Yeah. You're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always made like all of my boyfriends take this. So I was like, yeah, "Hmm, no. (laughs) Yeah. Don't love that for us. (laughs) I should do that. But I feel like he would get so mad because I'd be like, oh, looks like we're not compatible. Like, you're an NTJ. I don't know. (laughs) I'm the rampant advice giver in this relationship. (laughs) Exactly. But I think it was interesting because in talking about this episode, I think that there's kind of a couple different levels. I think that there's the way that you and I give each other advice is very different than how we give advice to other friends. So I thought that that was kind of something interesting that came up for us. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if you want to delve into that a little bit more but you brought it up and I was like wow you know I've never actually thought about it but it's true Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like when I think about our friendship it's so funny because I feel like I I keep you in like a little like sacred box you know like my my other Mm -hmm. friends like don't know like that much about you which is actually why it's been so much fun to do this because they're like wow I really like know Lydia now you know but I feel like the way that we interact is also just really 
different and I don't know if that's a product of being long distance best friends I for was so just long. gonna ask that I was like how much do you think that that distance plays in but you know what I think that even when we were close I don't think that we ever had a relationship based around advice giving because I think yeah. we've always just kind of been like comfortable with what you're doing like you seem yeah. like you're making choices that are good for you like I don't yeah I'm good. Because <laughs> I, I remember even when we were looking at colleges and you looked at Smith mm-hmm. and I was like, that's a weird choice, but I'm just going to let her, you know, I'm not going to say that to her, you know? Fine. Your girl got waitlisted. <laughs> I didn't even make the cut. <laughs> didn't, not even a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's not even a choice you had to make, but you know. The universe made it for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think it's probably just a product of like, there's some friends in my life who I feel like I'm like, Ooh, like I feel like you need some guidance or like that mm-hmm. is kind of like the context in which they come to you for, you know what I mean? There's kind of like that yeah. almost like question mark at the end of their sentence where you're like, Oh, okay. So I jump in now with like what I think. Right. But I feel like with you mm-hmm. and I, it's very much like a period at the end where we're like, and that's the way it is. <laughs> and so it doesn't really leave room for advice, but I also feel like I feel very comfortable with like who you are and the choices that you make mm-hmm. and the way that you make choices that I'm like you don't need my advice like you have like a good head on oh, your shoulders you. who is like gonna make good choices and if you didn't or if you had a track record that showed me otherwise like maybe I would jump in more but I don't feel like I need to <laughs> you know yeah I appreciate that and I feel like most <laughs> times too when people give me advice I'm like don't tell me what to do I'm not gonna do that <laughs> and then it seems to be okay <laughs> exactly I don't know where that comes from I don't know what part of yeah the rampant advice giving profile that is but um Mm -hmm. no I totally agree with you I've never I feel like the only advice we really give each other I don't even know that it's advice I feel like I'll come to you when I'm having like a problem and it's more just to kind of verbalize like here's what I'm thinking and here's what I'm going through like when you were when you were in a similar experience like how did what was your thought process or how did you approach it but it's kind of more of a gut check and like okay is there anything that I'm missing or like anything I can learn from an experience that I don't currently know that I can Mm -hmm. factor into a decision or something that I'm thinking about but I don't think it's yeah I've never felt like either of us have been like no 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 don't do that (laughs) (laughs) totally but I feel like you especially do a really good job with that of I think you do come from like the perspective of can you tell me about a time or like what did you learn about xyz when you did that so I feel like it's almost like a good way actually to approach like if you have a I don't know if you have a friend who like loves giving advice and you're like I don't freaking want your advice like maybe this is a good way to approach it because your friend like low-key is not going to stop giving you advice like sorry unless they have a change of heart like they're not gonna stop so maybe it's just like a way of reframing it and kind of like doing more like fishing for like the answers that you want or something that could actually be interesting like a life experience or a story or a takeaway instead of like well this is what I think about your life like from the outside perspective yeah no I I like that and I think what I've learned too and this is just part of what I've seen from my job too is like I feel like advice is good when you can give examples about Mm -hmm. here's because I think the hard thing about advice and where I see it going awry and maybe I'm kind of overstepping into the question of the week, but maybe I'm not. I think where advice with friends can go awry a lot is most advice is based off of your experience of something and how you would respond to a situation. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's what makes it so tough in friendships because our experiences are all so different. We're trying to 
provide support in the best ways that we can based off of what we know and what's gone well for us. But our experience in the parameters of the ways in which we've made decisions might be really different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you brought up a good point earlier. Like sometimes we don't have all of the facts when people come to us or even if they're not coming to us and we're just trying to be helpful. And I think that it's important to understand that when you're going into a situation and really try to what's like trying to think about how to like verbalize this. I think you really need to be open to the fact that you might not understand all of it, but you're going to provide guidance based off of the experiences that you've had and saying like, hey, this was my experience. This is how I did it. This is this feels similar to what you're describing. Here's how I dealt with it. Here's the outcome. I could see this approach potentially working for you, but also kind of giving them almost more like planting a seed of here's some ideas on how you could solve this problem or like you know, by providing kind of an allegory, if you will, of, of how you overcame something or how you process something or whatever, giving them then the toolkit to be like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, this is how I can address this problem without explicitly telling them what to do. And I feel like sometimes if you can do that, give them like other examples or whatever, and kind of let them come to their own conclusion that's a much more powerful way to give advice and actually have like a positive impact as opposed to coming in like really, really strong and being like, no, this is what you should do, which I feel like people are more like, F you don't tell me what to do, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, that was kind of tangential. I think we got there in the end. No, (laughs) no. I think that's actually perfect because it segues me into like an actual story of that where, Mm -hmm. so before I met my current boyfriend, I was like, thought I was very open to dating and whatnot, but <laughs> let's be honest, I wasn't. And my friends definitely saw that, and some people said something, others didn't. But essentially, one of my friends, once I met my boyfriend, I was very much going back and forth in the beginning of like, do I like him? Do I not like him? You know, there were things where I was like, oh, like this is different than like how I imagined someone that I would be with, whatever it was. And one of my friends kind of just told me about like how she had a very similar experience with her boyfriend in the beginning and like now they're still together. They've been together for a long time and like how she kind of started to be able to like look past certain things or like how she forged a way forward and like why she was so happy that she like took that approach and she did it in a way that was like very like gentle nudging where it was just like just like think about this you know what I mean like you don't have Mm -hmm. to make a decision right now you don't have to take my advice you don't have to do any of these things just like expand your mind a little bit to to just like open up to you know what I'm saying and I feel like that was something that worked really well for me because I didn't feel like she was like I did this so you should do this so if you don't do it you're dumb you know but it was more Mm -hmm. like just you know think about it like maybe you know because I feel like the other thing too is that with advice and like with life too I feel like everything is just like a small step forward. It's like thinking about something mm-hmm. like a little bit differently this time so that next time like it's even more open. You just like start expanding more and more. So I felt like that was really helpful to me. And like did I ask for her advice? Probably sometimes, but like not all the time, you know? But she was like mm-hmm. constantly there to be like, okay, just like expand a little, expand a little. But I mm-hmm. knew I had her story coming in from the back to know that like, she had been through that too. So I found that to be really, really helpful. 
I have to say one other piece of advice that I can, as a rampant advice giver myself, (laughs) I have to say I've used this a few times and people seem to find it very profound, but sometimes when I definitely have an opinion on what someone should do, but I'm like, I think they know it too. I'll just be like, I think you already know what to do. And they're like, you're right. And then I'm like, great. (laughs) Like, I didn't even have to say it. I feel like that can also be very powerful because Mm -hmm. I think that when people come to you, they've already been thinking about something for some time. They generally have a sense of some different solutions and tactics that they could employ on whatever problem it is, whether it's a relationship or career or another friend. I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times people are looking for that gut check and sometimes helping them to like trust in themselves to make that decision is kind of all that people need in order to move forward. And it's not even something that you have to say. So I found that very helpful. People seem to find it very profound. They're like, I think you already know what to do. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Great. I totally agree. I will tell you one <laughs> caveat to that. Unless it's a mess person. <laughs> then don't do that. With like, <laughs> I feel like this comes back to our sage advice of read the room. <laughs> I did not read the room once, and I said something similar because I really Mm -hmm. did feel like we went back and forth about what this person person should do about this one thing, and it came to the point where I was like, I really think we both know, you know what I mean? And I kind Mm -hmm. of like said what you said, but then they didn't do it, and it was like it got awkward because it was like, well, shoot, we both know. That, like you didn't do what you were supposed yeah. to do you know You're so like, like now this is weird <laughs> because I we had an agreement <laughs> <laughs> but it did get really weird because it was like every time I saw them I was like 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 I know almost like not this like secret but it was it was just weird so I I feel like read the room with that one but I do really really like that piece of advice because I feel like so many people like ourselves included sometimes like my mom is really good at saying what you just said and I'm always like oh god you're so right like it just like hits you when you need it if it hits at the right Mm -hmm. time so I feel like that's like actually a really helpful actionable piece of advice so good job and I would say maybe don't use it on like something like super big where like if they were wrong went the wrong direction it could have like super bad results I usually use it when it's a situation where I'm like I don't really care either way like I think that it's a decision that would be fine. Like, there's no super negative impact Mm -hmm. to you or to us or to whatever, like, if you move forward with either of these options. But if it's, like, a big deal thing, then, like, maybe don't because people will always surprise you and do something, like, stupid. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But the other thing, too, is that I feel like if you're in one of those situations, I know this is about giving too much advice, but kind of when you're in a situation where one of your friends like won't shut up about whatever they're talking about like they don't want advice like they just want to like talk Mm -hmm. or whatever but you're over it I feel like if you say like we both know it kind of like quiets people because they're like not much else to say then you know I agree I will say the one place where I think that advice gets really hairy and where I actually have had friendships like ruined over this (laughs) is romantic relationships. I think that's what this was about. I just think that is the toughest, most personal advice giving. And Mm -hmm. there have been friendships that I've had that I've either been ruined or 
you know, deeply changed because of advice given around romantic relationships. Like I said, I used to be very much like, I will protect my friends till the end. I will tell you whatever you need to hear to see what I see. And I definitely lost some friends in the process of that. And I think my approach has changed a lot since then too, where I think as I've become more like secure in myself, I didn't need to give as much advice around my friends because I'm like, you know, their life is their life. And even though I want them to be happy and healthy, they're also making choices about who they are and who they want to spend their time with. And that doesn't need to affect me as much as it does. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's the right answer, but I feel like that helped me get some peace and it seemed to kind of calm calm down some of my friendships where I think I was overstepping. People weren't asking for advice on this, but I felt like I was seeing something that to me was a red flag or I didn't think was appropriate or whatever or I knew something and I told them and you know it ended up really affecting our friendship or even just ending it which yeah is tough you know and I mean talk about a situation where you have one fourth of the story yeah well and that that is one of those things where you don't always know what happens behind Mm -hmm. closed doors and I think it's I think that's where you do have to be really tactful about the advice that you give. I I think I've also will really only jump in if people a directly ask for my advice on relationships or sometimes I'll be with some of my other friends and they'll give terrible relationship advice and I'm just listening and going, No, you actually really shouldn't do that. That makes like actually no sense. <laughs> like most of it has to do around communication, which I'm not gonna say it again, but you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's very wise of you. And I think it's, I think it's really hard though. You know, it's one of those things that's so much easier said than done to kind of keep your mouth shut. And I think it takes a lot of practice to not care because friendship is all about caring for your friends and being there. So when you can't do that, it's best for people. And when you see someone who doesn't treat your friend the way that you think they deserve, you know that they deserve to be treated. Mm -hmm. I've always had a really hard time with, how, how do you make peace with that? How do you kind of let them come to that decision on their own? And, you know, I've had friends where luckily they did come to that decision, but I've had other friends where they didn't. And it's really tough mm-hmm. to continue to see them in relationships where you're like, this isn't healthy. This isn't good for you. But is it my place to tell you that and and risk losing you? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, no, it really is. And I I don't think it gets easier, you know, like, you might get better at it, but it doesn't get easier to keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you really, really care about someone, it's like all you want to do to just kind of, you know, knock them loose and be like, come on, like, see what I see. But the other thing yeah. too is like your friends have different thresholds for what they're willing to accept and what they want or their lives, you know? And I, it, that's also like something that you just have to accept. And I feel like that's like the beauty in having friends who are really different than you, but mm-hmm. also kind of the difficult part of it. It can be a it. challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really can be. I think the other piece of advice that I actually got from my husband that I found mm-hmm. really helpful is I was having a struggle around something like this. Um, you know, it was around like a romantic relationship that I didn't feel like, you know, even though they were fine as a person, I didn't feel like that was the best long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And his advice was to just say, you know, hey, can I be honest with you? I'm just going to say this once. I don't want this to affect our friendship or our relationship, but I want you to know how I feel. We don't have to talk about it again, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. 
and then you can make whatever choice that you want. I'll always be 100% behind you, but I do feel like I just need you to know how, how I feel about this situation mm-hmm. and what I think. And we can move on from there and we don't have to talk about it again. And I did. And it it felt really freeing for me because I got to speak my piece. I didn't feel like I was hiding anything. And ultimately they made their decision. And I, I feel at peace with being able to have spoken my mind and said what I felt needed to be said. And, you know, they got to move on in the direction that they felt like was right for them. And it didn't Mm -hmm. affect our relationship. So I think that's also a tactic that I was like, wow, I I wouldn't necessarily have come to that on my own. Um, But it was for me very helpful in that situation to feel like I got the closure that I needed. And I think they did too. Yeah, I think that's great. And I also feel like that kind of comes to the idea of like, what's that line between, is that really advice, you know, or is that being honest Mm -hmm. with your friend? And that's like, honesty is what friendship is built on in my opinion at least and I think it's so important to feel like you can go to your friends and they're going to tell you the honest truth if they ask for your advice or your perspective or whatever it is and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm so anchored around that notion especially because in my family we had a situation where similar things someone was getting married and my mom basically took the approach of like she didn't want that person to feel like well how come no one never told me You know, and I think that that's part of being a good friend too, is like having sometimes the bravery to stand up and say what other people aren't going to say, because that's like what friendship is. It's a mirror being held up to you oftentimes and saying like, Mm -hmm. not the net, like, not that they don't, yeah, are you sure? But are you sure? (laughs) Like, I'm going to check you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like call this to your attention. Like, and I, but I love the idea of like, I'm just going to say this one time. Like, I'm not going to harp on this. I'm not going to hold resentment around it. I'm going to let you do you. But, like, I want to say this. And I want you to hear me. And just take it in. Don't get mad. Mm -hmm. You know, just, like, hear me. You know, not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. after this. Either way you go. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, should we move on to the question of the week? I feel like that was the perfect segue. Although we did kind of, I don't know, some of it could apply to the question of the week. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, I feel like we almost already answered some of this. But let's see if we have any lingering tips for this one. So this week's question of the week is, how do you give honest support without overstepping? Well, I love your two tips above. I feel like those are very, like, (laughs) tactical. Like, you can actually go and apply those Mm -hmm. in your life. And... For mine, I honestly have to bring back one of the tips that we said in a few episodes back because I think it's so true. And Lydia and I were joking that you can truly never hear this enough because even though we say it, we don't always do it. So it's really just the notion of asking your friend what they need in the moment. You know, do they just want to talk and do they just want someone to listen to them and do they want to feel like seen and heard? Do they want advice? Do they want someone to be mad for them or sad for them? Like, what do they want and how can you support them? Because I feel like that really, there's nothing better than when you walk away from like an experience, mainly with a friend, it could be with family or significant other. But when you just think like, whoa, we were Mm -hmm. so in the moment together. I really feel like I have a weight lifted off of me because I was just able to speak about what I needed to say there was no judgment. There was nothing there mm-hmm. except for just kind of like love receiving what it was that I needed to get off of my chest. So I feel like that is just such a good way to make people feel 
really, really good without giving advice, which I hope that can make people feel powerful too, you know? Because I think that also, like, feels really good in a way. Not that that's why you do it, but hopefully it can have a similar effect. No, I love that. I mean, it's something, again, to me that that question of, like, do you want to talk or do you want advice (laughs) – For me, it was just like a light bulb, like ding, 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 like, hello, where was I? This is brilliant Mm -hmm. because I just think it's such a simple question, but it does really allow you to give the support that you need that friend to receive, you know, that they can vocalize what it is that they're looking for in a way that's super direct and thoughtful. And I think the whole point of giving advice or friends looking to you to get advice is to feel supported and to feel like they're seen or understood in whatever it is that they're dealing with. And so I think just kind of remembering why it is that they're coming to you or kind of just putting yourself a little bit in in that space and understanding that this is really meant to be a supportive space and not necessarily like telling somebody what to do, I think will allow you to make the right decision, not getting worked up or overly emotional I think that that's part of it too kind of just like listening mm-hmm. I think more than you're talking if you're giving advice is important and ask for asking more questions to kind of uncover what else is going on um I think is also helpful to make sure that you're if they are looking for advice you're giving the advice that's going to be the most impactful but ultimately mm-hmm. giving them the power to decide how they want to move forward and knowing that they have your support kind of whatever they decide to do I think is the important thing definitely I have one other question for you one last question oh what would you say (laughs) though to we all have these friends I am sometimes this person because I need to verbalize Mm -hmm. things before I figure it out for myself the biggest verbalizer (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) but what do you say to someone who is maybe in a situation where their friend continually comes to them for advice but it's the same story the same outcome the same thing Mm -hmm. done and there is no progress like do you think it's still like how have you maybe in the past approached those situations because I feel like I feel like a lot of the way that we've talked about advice in this episode has really been around maybe like the first time that someone comes to you, which is very different than like the fifth time, you know? No, that's a good question. And I think we all do have those friends. Again, I feel like I typically see this with relationships. Those Mm -hmm. people who it feels like make the same mistakes over and over again and then come to you like brokenhearted or just like, oh my God, like how did this happen again? And you're just like, well, because nothing changed the 10 other times that this happened. I, it is a tough thing Mm -hmm. because it, it is frustrating. You know what I mean? I think we all want people to be moving forward and to be growing or learning or making choices again because we want our friends to be supported we want them to be moving in a direction that feels good and allows them to achieve whatever the goals are that they want and when it feels like they're not doing that it can be hard I think it's I mean again I feel like sometimes maybe I'm a little bit too honest but I do think that it's okay to say you know feels like you've been coming to me like this feels kind of similar to conversations that we've had before you know, based off of your past experiences, what, what do you wish that you had done differently? Mm. And how can you do that now? Like, what are your biggest takeaways from, you know, and maybe name like XYZ relationship, like this feels kind of similar to what happened to this, you know, how did you deal with that situation? And how do you wish you deal dealt with that situation? 
mm-hmm. and giving them kind of the ability to analyze it. But I've also said, I, I think that it reaches a point where if they're really not willing to think about it in a way that's going to move them forward, you can say, you know, I'm like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to be here for you, but what's frustrating for me or what's, what's tough for me to see is that it feels like, you know, this isn't, this is a pattern that's kind of continuing and isn't changing and I'm here to support you. And I struggle when I see you not, I don't know, not, not moving forward or like not being able to kind of feel like you're moving past this. Mm-hmm like maybe it's something you don't talk about with me anymore. I don't know. Is that too blunt? Because I feel like I have had that conversation where it's like, maybe we don't talk about this anymore because I do see it very differently than you. I'm always happy to like give you my two cents or, you know, listen to you. But at the same time, it's hard for me to feel like you're not really taking anything that I'm saying and doing anything with it. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm curious. Well, (laughs) I feel like two things. The first, I think on that I've never done this before, but I heard this recently and I'm like, oof, I should try this next time I'm in this situation, which is hopefully not soon, but (laughs) hopefully never. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hopefully never. I mean, I do feel like as I'm getting older, my friends like come to me with situations less and less where I have like Mm -hmm. more of a visceral reaction where I'm like, well, clearly it's this and you're being dumb and like, come on. But I feel like also just saying like, I don't feel like I'm the best person to give you advice or like I'm not qualified to like talk to you about this like this sounds like something Mm -hmm. that is bigger than one conversation between you and I and maybe Mm -hmm. this is a time where like you know therapy could be involved talking to someone else but getting another Mm -hmm. outside perspective of someone who's less involved because I don't feel like I can support you in the best way that you need right now and it hurts me to see you hurt you know because I think that's so true like we're just we're not yeah. therapists. Like I don't know no, what you we're need. We're doing the the best we can, and I love that too. Scratch what I said because I love this more because I think it also <laughs> does like it creates. Because I think what's interesting about any type of relationship is like everybody needs to have boundaries that allow them mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Like I know that we don't always like the word boundaries, but I do think that even in friendship, like you need to have boundaries about what you want that friendship to be, and if your friendship is becoming really different than what makes you feel good where it is like it feels really one-sided where someone's always having these problems like nothing's they're not learning anything from it it feels like a repetitive like constant like cycle Mm -hmm. um you know like you need to be able to draw the boundaries to make that a healthy relationship and if they can't respect those boundaries either then maybe it is time to move on as a friendship too And I think that what's so brilliant about what you just described is like, it takes some of that onus off of you. You're setting boundaries around like what you will and will not support in like a very, like it's a direct, but it's also not like, I can't talk to you about this because you're, you know, whatever. It's more subtle than that. But I think it kind of does the same thing of being like, I'm not the right person to talk about this with. And I don't really want to talk about it anymore. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that too is... I feel like a very differently received conversation in 2021 Mm -hmm. than it was even like two or three years ago because literally everyone has a therapist. Everyone has some type of guidance in their life. And if you don't, you totally should because it's actually really, really helpful, you know, just to like verbalize these things. I know I did talk space last year actually around the time that I met my boyfriend and my therapist was like it was actually kind of interesting wow I didn't think about this until now 
But my therapist was actually mirroring the same things that my friend was telling me. And it actually gave me a lot of like solace to realize like my friend actually has my best interest at heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, like she's actually giving really good advice. Like I should listen to her more (laughs) because like it's comparable to a therapist. So great job (laughs) to you. Well, maybe you should just become a therapist. I don't know. Maybe that's (laughs) the sign that we should take away from this. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I feel like. The other thing, too, that I wanted to mention is one time I was in this place with work where I kept kind of talking about, like, making a change and, like, you know, doing something. And I'd get to the point where I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I wouldn't do it. And I would go to, like, all the same people and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so frustrated, blah, 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 blah. And my mom one time told me, she goes, you know having the courage to do something and change what you're doing in any capacity is really scary. But the Mm -hmm. other thing that's really scary is having things stay the exact same. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I don't know why, but that really hit me. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. advice. It was just a notion. And I was like, that's so true. So maybe also just kind of finding like these little like hints that you can give people that's like not super, super overt, but just like, let this sit with you you know let stir that around mm-hmm. see how that feels just percolate it that's yeah. all I ask just you know take it into consideration exactly <laughs> exactly well I feel like that's a good place to wrap wrap this thing up what do you think no I think I mean couldn't could have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. We will be dropping new episodes every Thursday. You can follow us at Will You Sit With Me on Instagram. And the other thing too is that now that we're on Apple Music, oh my god, no, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're also you... musicians. Just kidding. <laughs> well, That's you know, a few weeks ago we did a poll on the IG where we talked about like where do you listen. And I was shocked by how many of you guys listen on Spotify because that is not where I listen. So kudos to you for Me getting either. with the times. I know. But uh, now that we're on Apple Podcasts, you should most definitely rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. I subscribed to our own podcast and I was like, ooh, I forgot that you get notifications. So every Thursday you can just see this pop up in your, in your feed. I know. Never miss an episode. Yeah. And... You guys have been so awesome. It's been amazing hearing, you know, what you're interested in, what's really resonating with you. Let us know what you want us to talk about because this has been so much fun in terms of us really understanding how much there is on this topic that we can explore and we want to keep it relevant and interesting. So if there's guests you want us to have on or topics that you are interested in, please let us know. Definitely. You can DM us on Instagram. We also have our email address in the show notes, so you can check that out too. But thanks so much for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.